Hey, I am Mustafa Sharif. Thank you so much for listening to Urbanistica podcast. This episode is amazing. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, be about branding cities from a really interesting point of view. I have the pleasure to welcome Lola to Urbanistica podcast. Hey, and welcome Lola. Oh, thank you for having me. Thanks. How are you doing? I am doing great. I mean, I am doing as best as I can with these circumstances going on around the world. But uh, yeah, I'm feeling grateful. Yes, and it's so great that you're always keeping your smile. <laughs> yeah. So, Lola, where are you now? You're traveling a lot and every time in different cities. So, where are you located now? So, I am based in Stockholm, Sweden. It's my own base. And from Stockholm is where I kind of travel around the world, work with different destinations, cities, uh, marketing organizations uh, around the world. And, well, let's start with you. You're the storyteller of this episode. So how would you like to introduce yourself? Tell us what are you passionate about? <laughs> well, and that's actually a great introduction because I am a storyteller. And so I introduce myself as that. I'm a storyteller who uses different mediums to tell stories, either my own stories or the stories of others, you know. And so I, I'm an author and a, and a writer. I'm a travel photographer. I work for many different high-profile uh, publications and uh, brands. And so just in terms of my work, that's what I do. So I am a content creator in that sense, trying to find what's unique about a place of culture and experience and trying to communicate that and reinforce that through, through um, you know, visual storytelling. That's amazing. And also, you're a great headache speaker. <laughs> thank you. Because it was so, so, so pleasant to listen to you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So, Lola, let's, uh, let's start. Uh, so... Branding cities, is this something new or this was something existing during the past time? So in terms of branding cities, I think it's something that um, has always existed because cities always have what I call a soul. And it's now that we're putting all that into more kind of terms and words we can use, right, to describe a city's brand or image. And in my own context, in my own industry, where I come in as a content creator is I come in when the city has already created its own brand, but then my job is to try and reinforce that brand as authentically and organically as I can through my words and photography to others so people can believe in the brand of that city. Because it's one thing to say this is your identity. It's another thing to be able to communicate it effectively so people can get a better sense of what you're about. And so that's where I come in, in terms of the travel industry, and when we work with different cities and campaigns and collaborations, is to try and enforce, enforce that brand. Mm. So who is your client that give you the project to work on? So I work on different campaigns. I've got, worked on different uh, collaborations. And so some of them, for example, in Emilia-Romagna, which is a region in Italy, um, we've worked with that kind of destination marketing and different cities like Bologna, Modena, to try and, you know, highlight and spotlight what makes those cities unique, right? And so that was a project that was called Blogville. And what they did was they invited lots of international storytellers and bloggers and influencers to spend not just a week, you know, in the city, but a longer time in the region to try and write stories about what makes the region really unique. Because many cities say, oh, you know, we've got great food, 
we've got this, we've got that, but what makes your food better? You know, what makes your food different? Um, and so with those kind of kind of projects, we're going and slow travel, you know, and experience in a slower way and write about the different cultures, the different, you know, experiences that makes part of that city, that destination's brand. And so that's kind of what we do. So that's just one example and I've been involved in several. Because and I would love that you you tell us about more other examples. So it means that you need to be at, at the, the city and experience the, the daily life. Yes. And and that's the beauty of it, because it's not something you can just phone in, right? So it's not something you can sit on your laptop and, and then just try and assume or try and write about this city without fully going there and, and experiencing its soul, its brand. And so that's why it's very important for what I do. So I have to be there, spend some time in the region. And usually I pick a theme, right? So I don't go around trying to understand everything about the city. But if I can take a theme, for example, food, you know, or maybe slow food traditions that are kind of dying out, and I get and explore that city through that one theme, then I can begin to pull out things that are very unique. I'll be able to share more unique stories about that city that reinforces its brand as a food destination. So that's kind of what I do as a travel writer, a travel photographer, a content creator that collaborates with these different cities and destinations. Yeah, but Lola, who's telling you about the, the theme? Is it the, like the, the municipality tells you that, okay, we, we would love that you, you focus on this, or is it you after a, a bit of time experiencing, experiencing the city, so you find out, okay, this is very unique for this city? So it goes both ways, right? So, for example, if a city is trying to kind of be known for something, then it picks a theme, right? It says, okay, this year I want us to celebrate our history. You know, this is how we're branding the city this year. It's a very historical city that weaves history into everyday life. So the city might pick that as its theme and then invite people as the overarching theme. And then it's us that will go in ourselves to find out stories that reinforce that theme, right? And if we don't find them, we don't find them. And that's why it's, it requires spending some time getting to know the destination and exploring based on that theme. Sometimes you can go to the destination and start exploring and come up with ideas and say, hey, have you guys thought about this? You guys, you guys are promoting yourselves as this, but these are actually the things that make you really cool. How about you kind of change direction and explore more of these you know, kind of qualities that we've discovered in your city. So it can go both ways. It's a very collaborative process, but at the same time, those cities do not have control over what we write. That's why we are brought in as, as the experts, right? To explore and to share objectively how we're experiencing those cities. Yeah, that's really beautiful. So how do you, how do, you do that? Like you, <laughs> you talk to people, like how do you spend the time to get the, the full experience? So it usually starts with, first of all, creating contacts locally. You know, sometimes the destination may say, okay, these are some of the people that are doing great things, but it's, you go there with an open mind, right? And then start building like a local network of people, start researching, asking locals, because for us, we can come in and just see what the city wants to, us to see. But what the locals really truly enjoy could be something different. And that's usually part of the soul of the city. 
And so it's about really going and trying to find a local perspective, spending some time with locals, going to where they eat, you know, w- what they value, and then trying to take that and piece it together and say, hmm, I have a feeling these are some of the qualities of the city that the city may want to add to its brand image, you know, around the world. So that's kind of how we do, you know, as uh, travel writers and, and content creators. So Yeah, that's very inspirational. So you have a lot of friends in different cities. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you do it through photography and uh, writing, right? Yes, and, and sometimes we do it through just even creating like a working with a destination and marketing sometimes. So it really depends on the project. Like one of the projects, one of my initiatives where I'm a co-founder is called Nordic TV. And what we do is we collaborate with different destinations and travel brands to create, a, so we call it social amplification, right? Campaigns where if they want to promote something, we figure out, okay, how can we best promote this in the most authentic way possible, right? And that's how we get, you know, influencers involved, our professional photographers and writers. So that's another thing I do where I also manage those collaborations and campaigns as well as being a photographer and writer myself. So I wear many hats within the travel industry when it comes to kind of creating quality content and telling stories. That's a lot of uh, management and communication. <laughs> That's right? why I like to tell stories. <laughs> you, 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 need to, you need to love talking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lola, what do, you, what do you focus on when you go to a city? Do you have like, let's say, a fundamental elements that, okay, I will focus on? food maybe so tell us about these like elements in the city correct so for me personally um i love exploring culture through three main things so it's culture through tradition so what are some of the old traditions that have been preserved or been um you know kept alive but in a modern way you know i i um, explore culture through food and not just you know what what's the cool kind of food um, trends, but more what's the slow food gastronomy that's dying out, what's being preserved, how are they keeping those traditions alive. And then the last one is true lifestyle, you know, what are the kind of subcultures and lifestyles that are unique to that destination. And so, for example, when I talk about tradition, an example would be going to maybe Ravenna, Italy, which is known for its mosaics, which is a very kind of old historical art form, but then finding a modern mosaic artist who is a young guy who is creating his own modern twists with old cultural kind of traditions. So those are the kind of stories that, that excite me, right? Because that's what the, that city is known for its mosaics. That's just one of the things it's known for. But then that art form is being kept alive through modern kind of spins and innovative ways of doing it. So that's another way the city could brand itself, you know, in yeah. terms of just keeping tradition alive. So there are many things I look for when I explore a city to find those stories, but it's usually culture for me is the big thing. I I look, go go straight for culture, so. Yeah, and how much about the, let's say, the architecture and the planning of the city? Is it something that you focus on in, in between your stories? Yes, I mean, that's also something that's important, especially if the city, remember, when I come in, the city has already created the brand. And so I come in to try and test the brand, right? <laughs> to see if what the city is saying about itself is true. 
So if you're a city that says you're a very accessible and open city, right, then we come in to test that. And so when I think of accessibility is, you know, uh, do you have provisions for just all kinds of travelers? It could be blind travelers, it could be travelers who use wheelchairs. What are, how, are, how is the city designed to, to accommodate different types of travelers, especially when you're branding yourself as an open accessible city? And so that's just one aspect, you know, in terms of sustainability as well. So just to kind of wrap that around is when we come in, we, we test what a city says it is. And so if it says it's, it's a sustainable city, then we're going to look through the architecture, the design, how, the, how it is to move around the city, what's the waste, you know, the recycling, how is it kind of maintaining itself so it's not um, negatively impacting the environment. Yes, yes, I got your point. Yes. And uh, when you write the content and like a quality content, do you talk a lot about the soul, uh, the life of the city or more about like the, the material of the city, let's say la the landscape or? So it, it really depends. And it's, it's funny because uh, one of the things I probably didn't tell you is I describe cities like human beings, right? <laughs> so when I go to ah, cities, yes, yeah, yeah uh, I, I call them my city personalities. So I could say, oh, you know, um, Ben, um, Switzerland reminds me of a studious man who does this, la, 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 la. You know, so because I've spent, when I spend time in the city, I get the flavor of the city. And then I kind of describe it with human qualities. And so that could be by looking at the architecture, by interacting with people, the way it smells, the way it feels, the way it looks. You know, th there is a lot when, that you feel. It's a very sensory experience when you're experiencing a place deeply. And so when I'm writing about the city, those are all the things that I look at, even in terms of, you know, architecture, infrastructure, but also how it feels to be there. So that's very interesting. So you you make a city as a persona? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I should have shared that with you, so, but I will share share all those different personas I've written so far of different cities. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, there, so there's the Nordic family. <laughs> Yes, I, I've got one about Stockholm as well. I say, you know, uh, Stockholm is just this uh, person that has, you know, the flipped collar and wears white jeans and is very open and warm, but is also selfish about its personal spaces, you know. And so I kind of describe Stockholm as an open person that also keeps, you know, its kind of coolest hidden secrets uh. so that it can explore it, you know. So that's how I, you know, you can spend time and get to get the vibe of a city. Yes. Can we read about the different cities? Do you have collected them? Yes, I have them on my website, and I'll send you a link. Of course, that's gonna. I, I'm. I'm. Wow, this is so amazing. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> Lola, is there any, how to say, like a common elements between the cities? So when you go to every city, you say, okay, I can see it. This is I will write about. But it exists in every single city. Yeah, I mean. Just again, talking about from the travel branding side, you know, every city thinks, you know, their, their food is the best. You know, they've got the best restaurants. They, they feel like they've got the best museums, the best. So every city is kind of promoting the, almost the same thing, but trying to say, oh, this is how we are, how our museums are different from those museums, or this is how our cuisine is different from that cuisine, right? And I think cities can actually go one step deeper and say, you know what? 
maybe our cuisine isn't the best, but have you tried this one thing in this northern part of the country that's where we know we're best at? And so what cities can do is start digging deeper, you know, and trying to lift those kind of unique stories, those unique traditions, those uh, historical elements that really make it unique. And not just trying to kind of be broad, covering everything and saying, oh, we've got the best restaurants, best this, best that. Yeah, uh, this brings me to another point. So it's not about really copy what other cities do. It's more about like sharing the, your story honestly. Yes. Like for instance, uh, now with the London Eye, mm. uh, we, we can see it like every in every single city. Yes. What do, what do you think about this kind of, uh, let's say, qualities in a city? Yes. Well, at least we know it's the London Eye, right? Even though we speak <laughs> in a different city. Yeah, for you instance. Know, we got to remind, so, so you see, it, the brand is so tied to London that even if we see a similar... Exactly. Somewhere else, we're like, oh, yeah, it reminds me of the London Eye. <laughs> so what cities want to do is find their own London Eye so that even if other people copy it, they'll still say, oh, it's like the Eiffel Tower, you know. So that's what, you know, cities want to kind of look for what makes them different, what uh, makes them unique, create their own, you know, unique architecture. And because that's what is also brands the city, right? And then it's an instantly recognizable, you know, kind of landmark or icon of the city. Yes, exactly. You remind me also we were traveling with my family. I will not mention the name of the city, but uh-huh. <laughs> we just arrived there and be like, okay, let's take the London Eye to look at the X city. Exactly. <laughs> so it was very funny. Exactly, exactly. You know. But do you yeah. believe there is something unique in every single city? Yes, I really do. I really do. I, I believe every city is, you know, it's a mix of its its history, its past that has kind of shaped the city, as well as its new landscape, its diversity. And I feel like every city is is unique. You know, like for example, I talk to people when you know that spend a lot of time in Copenhagen and in Stockholm and kind of in the Nordic countries. And you know, Copenhagen has its own feel. It's very unique, and it's very difficult for me to place my finger on it. But you can, it has its own vibe, right? And so it's, um, I think every city, you know, can create its own unique identity by being open, right? In, you know, and kind of being an open part, you know, you've got your history, your tradition, but also what are people bringing in? And how is it making it into its own super city, super culture? You know, and I think that's what me as a travel writer, you know, as a content creator, that's what I try to look for. You know, once the city has said this is my brand, then we go to kind of validate that brand. And that's what I do. I go to look for those kind of elements, what makes it unique. And is it true that the brand meets what it's, you know, it's promoting? Yeah. So uh, you mentioned that you're, you're, you're testing the brand if the city was right or not, and you're developing it. So do you give feedback to the city that, okay, maybe you should change the brand because it's not really working with the reality? Yeah, absolutely. We And that's why we, you know, especially when we're working on paid campaigns, it's to promote as well. But then we actually give feedback. So if there's something that doesn't, cl- that clashes, we actually give feedback and say, okay, this is what's not working or this is what's in conflict with what you're promoting, you know. And so that's kind of why we're also brought in, you know, is they've created this kind of image. 
and then we come in, we experience it. Most of the time it's lovely, but then we, we find the old and say, you know what? This is not what the world is going to expect when they come here. So this, so now you have an opportunity to change course or, or change direction or tweak because that's what you are saying you are and you're not there yet. Yeah, exactly. So does the relationship with the city start already, let's say, in the airport or the bus terminal for you? Or no, when you're like on the hotel and then you go out? When does the story start? <laughs> for me? Um, again, it depends on the context when I'm working, where I'm working. So if I'm, for example, going independently, right? So where I'm just going on my own as a traveler, photographer, it really starts from when I start researching the city. Because that's when you start researching, it looks like the photos, the nice photos the city puts up, you know, to attract people. So that's the, the first thing you see. And then when you go there is when you try to validate if what the city is putting out matches. If I'm working or collaborating with like the marketing, the destination marketing organization, my experience with that city already starts with my contact at that DMO, right? Because they are the ones that gonna try and sell me why their destination is fabulous, why why we, we need to be there, why we need to help promote it. So that's where that experience starts. And of course that experience is deepened, you know, validated, invalidated once you get on location. Yeah, that's very, very interesting. Is it different? Do you get different feelings when you will let's say travel to a small city or a big city? Is there any difference for you? Yeah. Yeah, I think so, you know, and, and then there are small cities that actually feel like big cities, and then you have to remember they're actually small cities, you know, small <laughs> cities. So, I, and, and that's, again, the character of the city coming through. I mean, there are some cities that are very confident, and you think it's a big city. And I, I'll, I, I'm trying to think, uh, an example would be one of the cities in uh, Switzerland, right? So, I think Bern is the capital of Switzerland, but Zurich, everybody thinks Zurich is. Yeah, I was but the one, is... one of the people who thought that Zurich <laughs> I know. Is... <laughs> but because Zurich has swagger, right? Zurich is so confident, it's actually overshadowing the capital city. So I think every city has a soul, you know? And I think every city has a character. And, and obviously, there are many reasons why people might assume Zurich is because of the industry and the banking and all the different, you know, industries there. But, you know, even if you're a small city, if you're confident in what you in in your brand you know and if you are able to communicate that confidently people will be able to respond to that and i think zurich is, is an example it's a it's a city that has really communicated its brand and people know kind of what zurich is about and may not know that oh it's not the capital city so yeah yes so how much how much a city needs to be honest to, to, to communicate their brand or mm. should they fake it <laughs> no you know what i don't think it's you know transparency is always best so i don't think cities should be in the business of faking and especially nowadays you know people are becoming more aware and people are connecting to brands that are vulnerable you know and authentic i know that word has been thrown a lot <laughs> around a lot within the travel industry kind of authentic but just being vulnerable transparent human and, and knowing that this is these are the things i am and these are the things i'm not is what attracts people to a brand 
and it can be said the same can be said for individuals for influencers for uh, just travel brands but also the same can be said for cities because if you've done things that are wrong you can admit it if you if you are if you are not the best you can still admit it but you can also admit, you know promote and spotlight the things that make you different and cool you know yes. I, I, one of my favorite cities is Riga Latvia we've worked with them on different campaigns but for a small city they are so creative they come up with the most creative branding out there and one of the last ones they had was just they spotlighted different locals you know as this is a priest in Riga you know what does the priest like to do you know uh, this is a, and they really create some really amazing connections right by saying look we're a small city but our city is full of wonderful people with a lot of life so instead of us trying to brand ourselves how about our own people tell you who we are that's very smart yeah so so that's an example and there are so many different destinations doing kind of really cool creative things i know the faroe islands as small as they are they always come up with the kind of best most innovative campaigns and people are like yeah they are at it again <laughs> the faroe islands how do you guys do it they are, they are also they are usually very cool you know and like one of the things they did was they had a campaign where they said the faroe islands are closed to travelers but if you want to come help us and clean up and work on our trails and repair then you're welcome and so they did that for like a few weeks where they closed it and then they opened an application process and then travelers applied to come actually help them repair and do some maintenance around the island so they could open it back up again for travel you know so again that's a a destination that brands itself as being sustainable and and just that campaign alone you know shows one of shows that side of the destination that it is a sustainable one so there are so many different ways a city or a, a destination can brand itself you know when it comes to travel and doing it in an authentic kind of really fresh organic way yeah that's very smart of the island <laughs> yes uh, so how much sustainability let's say and the climate uh, impact now in, in your content do, do the cities ask you to to highlight it a lot or how is it yeah so one of the things that we're getting to the point where it's no it's no longer can you highlight this but it's a given right so because we know that climate change is really affecting the environment and we, and in terms of sustainability, you also want to empower and make sure local communities are not marginalized, you know, the destination. Those are the things that are kind of a given where when you go to a destination, you also have to write about, okay, these are what the, these are the things that the destination is doing that are not negatively impacting the environment, right? You know, and then, and a lot of that you can find in terms of kind of slow travel, slow food, uh, slow gastronomy as well. You can highlight some of that. So some destinations will say, oh, please, you know, we've got some cool sustainability initiatives. Can you come take a look at it? Can you help promote it? And some of them will just say, this is who we are. Go explore on your own and kind of tell us the rich stories you find. But in terms of sustainability and climate change, that's becoming like a given, especially in the travel industry, which is one of the, you know, <laughs> culprits of, of, yeah, of that. Yeah. So it's now becoming a given that that should be part of the messaging now yes yes and when you when you write the content and give it to the city do you see do you get any feedback from the how did it affect the local people 
so it, so it depends right so it depends uh, on the context so if i'm working with um like a city most of those that content will be on my own platforms or on different platforms right and we uh, we promote it collectively if we're working on a project for example i think of costa brava spain where one of the campaigns i did was to explore the region from a wellness well-being angle and then write an ebook you know in collaboration with the destination because it's a great destination it's known for its food it's known for everything else but it may not be known for kind of wellness you know and health and i think that's kind of one of the next stages of travel where once we come out of you know post pandemic people are going to be looking at more wellness outdoor relaxation travel you know well-being travel and so that kind of document you know i worked with the, tra- the destination and you know submitted it to them but they also shared it for free as a uh, resource you know so it was a collaboration yes yes as yes well. So, so it really depends. I mean, I, I work in so many different capacities, so it's kind of difficult to pull, you yeah. know, in, but I can pull a few examples just to, just to share. Yeah. So what, what are the, the challenges you're facing during your job? Well, I mean, there, there are, of course, many challenges. One of them is also being uh, clear about, you know, the collaboration. Right, because sometimes you have to come in objectively. Even if you're getting paid, you're being paid to come objectively review a place, right? When you're working in that kind of collaboration, and so a lot of the challenges is making sure that is clearly defined with the client, so they don't feel like they have control over what the content will look like. And then, um, and just in terms of challenges in the industry itself, is Cities are beginning to kind of reflect and redesign and take a break because of over-tourism, right? So, you know, or just um, unmanaged tourism. So that's one of the things that a lot of, that's kind of one of the current challenges is once we get through this, our city is going to start inviting people again in a more sustainable way because right now it's not sustainable. What has been going on for the last few years hasn't been very sustainable. Uh, for the kind of the economy, the environment of of those cities. So now a lot of cities are kind of reflecting. You know, how are we going to open up in a more sustainable way? Yeah. Do you, Do you think they will? I think they will. I think it will take a while because you know bad habits uh, <laughs> are hard to break. You know, but uh, but I think if anything, this pandemic is showing us that something that we need to come out different on the other side in the way we travel, in the way we engage in the way we consume resources and so i think a lot of destinations and cities are going to be a bit different like at least in some of the way they they market themselves or promote themselves yes yes it's going to be interesting to see how cities come to react yes lola what tools do you use when you travel like do you have a sketchbook or camera so what do you take with your 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 <laughs> let's say your your toolbox so my toolbox, I mean, I am a, a right-hand photographer, so, you know, I've got my cameras, I'm a Nikon uh, user, and I usually take a minimum of three lenses, and I, and I think it's usually just those three lenses I take, you know, one that's a great kind of street lens, a wide angle, and a fixed. So those three are the ones can pretty much capture a lot while I'm traveling. I, of course, have a notebook, and one of the things that I do is I use my camera a lot, 
to capture what I call visual notes. So instead of me scribbling everything down, I just use it to capture, 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 you know, like these are all the notes. And then uh, I, I love to do a lot of recording of audio because as a writer, you know, when we do interviews or we interview people, you know, we're always writing, trying to get that mm-hmm, notes down. But I found that it's better for me anyway to just put up, pull out my phone, record, and then we just have a conversation that's organic, you know. And then yes, once I get yes. back, then I can, I can just go transcribe, use a transcription service to transcribe that. So that's what I've been doing a lot more of, you know. And so those are kind of my tools of the trade, you know, while in the field. Um, yeah. yeah. That's very, very, that's very cool. <laughs> is, is uh, let's say, the, the content you, you made, it could be like experienced digitally or just when I'm there at the city? You mean the, the content I create? Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, it's all, it's all, most of it is all digital, you know, um, you know, my website and my different platforms, you know, sometimes it, it also depends on the assignment. So if I am, if a publication sends me there, then it's going to get, you know, in print, you know, and stuff. So, so the content I create is um, just all over. It's mostly digital because I, I prefer digital because of the longer shelf life, right? But, um, but yeah, as well, I, I've got stuff in print. So it really depends on what the assignment or the campaign or the collaboration is. Yeah. And I would love that you send me some cool links, yeah. especially the one about the personas and the cities. Yes, yeah, so I, I will do that. The, yeah, this one is, I'm looking forward to, to, to check it. Yeah. So Lola, if I'm asking you what is a smart city for you, you have been in so many different cities and you're creating mm. the content for some cities. So how do you define the smart city? A smart city for me, as a traveler, you know, from the travel industry angle, is a city that kind of anticipates your needs, right? Without you kind of straining to look for it. So a city that has just as basic information as just even maps that are just up in, in different locations, um, a very kind of easy to use intuitive public transport system, you know, um, you know, accessibility, so audio, audio options, even with those, you know, directions and signs. So I think for me, a smart city is a city that anticipates the things I would need as a traveler as I'm moving through its, its streets, right? So, that, so that's what I would uh, call a smart city from my yeah. own angle. Yeah, so it make, makes life easier for you to, yes. to, go, to go around in the city. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting. So talking about the future cities, what is the, the, the next step for you? The next step for me. So the next step for me in terms of my own career or the next step for me in terms of how I work with cities? Both. Or... Both of them. Both of them. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so I'll say, um, so I'll first start with the next step for me is, you know, once the travel industry opens up, again, is to continue to deepen those relationships and then kind of help, you know, destinations tell their recovery stories, right, in sustainable ways and how they're beginning to adapt, you know, to be more sustainable, to be more agile and to, and how they are pulling out what makes them unique again, right, because things are changing. And then for me personally, you know, while I'm waiting for the industry to kind of get its ad bits beaten again, um, I'm actually creating an academy where I'm going to be offering a lot of courses, you know, 
on how to be a better storyteller, how to take better photographs, you know, while you're traveling, also the art of connecting with strangers. There's going to be some free resources, but yeah, at this moment, I'm building the academy, which I'm, I'm going to be launching soon. Oh, that's going to be really interesting. <laughs> so you basically, you put, you give your knowledge. Yes. So every, yes. So all this kind of knowledge over the years, which I've been given at different conferences or workshops or sessions. Yes. That's amazing. So which cities in Sweden did you work, collaborated with? So I've collaborated with a lot of cities and regions. I mean, from West Sweden to visit Stockholm to Swedish Lapland. Right now, we're working on a big project called uh, Destination Quacken. So it's Quacken Destinations, and that covers seven regions, two in Sweden, five in Finland, up north. And so what we're doing is we're actually creating their content bank for them. Okay. So photography, videos, articles to tell the stories from that region. That's so, a... yeah. <laughs> so, that, so that's a really cool project. And we actually, the project just won an award, you know, for best inspirational project recently, you know, uh, from the Scandinavian Outdoor Award. So it's a, so that's kind of what we do is try to help a destination tell its story by finding what makes it really unique. Yeah, interesting. Now there's a special question. So where do you feel home? You travel a lot, yes. being in so many cities. So where do you feel, okay, this is home? That's a question I get a lot. And I've actually written an article about that. Where What, what does home mean to me? And for me, home is, I no longer tie home to a place. I tie home to a space. And I tie home to a space where I don't, where I can exist without explanation. So any space where I can exist without explaining why I am in that space is home to me. Wow. <laughs> that, that's yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah. So so it could be any. So it could be in any country. It could be in you know. It could be any community. You know. And so home. I found different spaces in all the places that I've lived. That is home to me. Yeah, I grew up in great. Nigeria. I grew up in Nigeria. I spent 16 years in the U.S. and I've been in Sweden for over a decade. So, home is all those three places, but home is specific spaces in all those three places. Amazing. That's also a powerful message, especially for us working with architecture and urban planning and design, how to create space that makes people feel that they are home. Yes. Yeah. No, it's really important where they feel like that space gets them and they don't have to explain their existence in that space. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, I'm, I'm amazed. Now now I'm mind blown. <laughs> <laughs> Lola, it was so nice to talk to you as usual. Thank so how you. Would, how would you like to summarize what we talked about, your reflection and three takeaway messages to people listening to you and to oh. Urban Speaker Podcast? Yes. So, I, you know, for me, especially for travel, I always say that travel is the avenue I use to kind of explore um, my love culture. And so some of the three takeaways when it comes to kind of exploration is, first of all, find out what, what draws you to travel. You know, why are you using travel as your avenue to explore and why not something else, right? Because I could also be a photographer doing something else. But why did I use travel? So finding that. And then just in terms of... Um, cities and the way I travel, I really travel with a very open mind. I, I, I have no preconceived notions of a place. Like when I go, yes, I can read what it 
the world says about a place, but until I go there and make my own judgment based on how I, I interact with the place, I always give a place the benefit of doubt, you know. And then the top, third um, takeaway I will say is just, um, let's see, I'm trying to think of a, a, a great takeaway. I mean, I, I will say in terms of just with what I do, because I, I'm a travel photographer, and I love interacting with strangers. I love connecting with people. And for me to be able to come back with those portraits, acknowledgement is huge, right? Because people, they, somebody said, you know, the, the sweetest word in any language is somebody's name, right? When you call somebody's name. So just when you go and you explore places, just fully acknowledging, you know, people, and then they bring you in closer into the place. Then they pull you into the kind of what makes that place truly unique, right? So so I would say those are my kind of philosophies, you know, as I travel yeah, and, yeah. and explore. Of course, very inspirational. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, thank you. Three hashtags for the episode. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you have? Tell me. Three hashtags. I will say for this episode, I'll say... um. Hashtag when we travel again, which was started by a fantastic colleague of mine, Paul, <laughs> in the travel industry. You know, hashtag when we travel again. Yeah. Um, another hashtag will be, um, let's see, city, city personalities. Okay. Because, you know, I'm going to send you the link with all the different city personalities. Yes. But you know, also maybe hashtag city personalities. And then a third hashtag would be, um, I don't know, my city brand. I don't know, nice. you know, okay. my city <laughs> brand, you know, what's your city brand? Like, if you think about your city, yes. because that could be a question you could post to people. Yeah, like, exactly. When you think about your city, what, what's your city's brand? I know, like, with Stockholm, I think it was a few years ago, they branded themselves as the open city, you know, which is everybody comes and you're open. So that was a brand, you know, that uh, uh, Stockholm was promoting. I think it was two, three years ago. So yeah. that could be a, a hashtag to rally around my city brand. What makes your city unique? And right. do you actually know what your city's brand is? Yeah. And you also, you also give a homework to people listening that think about <laughs> branding your city. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's true. true. That's very, very cool. I never thought about <laughs> it. Interesting. Well, Lola, I'm happy to talk to you, and uh, thank you so much again uh, for your time and for your ex sharing your experience and knowledge with us. Oh, thank you so much. It's just an honor to be here. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. And thank you so much for listening to Urbanistica podcast. If you have any cool story that makes our city smarter, please contact me. Follow the Instagram account and subscribe the YouTube channel. I am Mustafa Sharif. Have a good life.